Hey, what's up, everybody? I know, I know, it's been a while. It's August 12th. Can you believe it? We're speeding through August, and it's just, everything's happening so fucking fast. It's unbelievable. Um, I know it's been a long time. I know that you guys are being patient, patiently waiting for some new material, and here I am. I know, you know, better late than never, right, they always say. Um, I'm not going to bore you with everything that I've been through as far as, like, why I haven't posted, but... um, Let's just dive into some new stuff, right? So, like I said in previous episodes, um, I actually go to therapy sessions once a week because, um, for me, it helps. You know, in the beginning of my um, journey, I should say, um, I had uh, doubts. I had a lot of doubt as far as, like, you know, the process of speaking to somebody. And, uh, you know, it's just very doubtful, very doubtful. I always thought, like, why would I talk to somebody that has no idea what I've been through, who has literally never stepped foot in my boots or my shoes or anything, you know, has nothing in common with me whatsoever. What the fuck are they going to tell me that's going to make anything any better? That's what I used to tell myself all the time. And sometimes those thoughts come out and they present themselves and now thankfully I'm able to actually calm that thinking down a little bit and and give people the opportunity well not people but give myself the opportunity and um, it's a process so my last session I realized something every time that I have a session and I talk to my therapist I end up using analogies to describe what I'm dealing with in such a way that when what I said or whatever analogy it is, when it's repeated back to me and I hear it from the other person's lips, the other person's mouth, it seems, it almost seems like the advice that I give, the analogies that I come up with are so fucking useful, helpful, and they hold so much value but I don't afford myself the opportunity to kind of use my tips. You know what I'm saying? Like I have, I can give the best advice. And I know some of you that are listening right now do the same thing. You give the best advice, but when it comes to following your own advice, it's like the hardest thing you've had to fucking do. If you even uh, flirt with the, the idea of taking your own advice. So I use this analogy. And I'll be very quick because you guys know I like to be really quick. I have a lot going on in my life, so I'm sure everybody else does. And I hope that you appreciate the the length of these uh, podcast episodes. So anyway, um, she asked me how I was dealing with with everything, considering the, you know, the situations in this world. I mean, we're talking from COVID all the way up to the explosion and, you know, we're not going to get into details, but there's a lot There's a lot of shit going on, let's face it. The work stressors. The family stressors. Everything in between. How am I dealing with all this stuff? And then, you know, I spoke to her about the situations that I was dealing with at work, how stressful it was and is. And then she, she kind of asked me a question. She's like, well, let me ask you this. If somebody similar 
if, if somebody came up to you with a similar situation where they're being, you know, either picked on at work or they're just dealing with something at work in a stressful environment every single day and they feel like shit and, um, you know, they kind of suck it up every day and they finally, um, and then you finally come up to them and, and they ask you like, you know, hey, can you give me advice? What would you tell that person? And it kind of threw me off guard a little bit because I'm not, I wasn't really ready to answer that question. But the way that I answered it kind of impressed me a little bit. And it wasn't until, like I said, it was back brief to me that I was like, holy shit, that's some pretty good, good advice. So what I said was, I would tell him or her that, um, Every emotional situation that you deal with in this world is kind of like a brick of C4. And you have the opportunity to do two things, one of two things. You can either stack that brick inside and say, fuck it, I'll deal with this later, and then wait for the the next emotional situation, and you can stack that brick as well and not deal with it. And obviously, if you see what's going on here, you're stacking more and more bricks of C4. Eventually, you're going to get to a point where you cannot fit any more more bricks of C4 inside of, you know, inside of you as a human being. So the next emotional situation that you may find yourself in may just be the lighter may just be the the debt pull cord that sets everything off. And what happens when you have that much (laughs) explosives in you? I mean, the explosion is, is insane. You know, the death circle becomes insanely large. And the damage that you do to yourself and everyone around you becomes too much. So I say, what I would say to that individual is, you have to figure out a way to do a controlled detonation of each one of those bricks of C4. You know, just like think about it in like combat environment, right? When, when we run, a, when we, uh, run across uh, UXOs, you know, any kind of unexploded ordnance, you kind of turn them into uh, into the EOD teams, and they go outside and they do a controlled detonation of whatever it is that you found, that you found, whether it's C4 or whatever it is, doesn't matter, and they go blow it up. But it's a controlled detonation, meaning that they're in control of that. They know based off of what it is and the the impact of it that they, you know, it's all controlled. And you are kind of like that EOD team when it comes to these bricks of C4. You control that detonation. You take that one brick, go outside the wire, and make that motherfucker explode. See, the analogy is that each one of those bricks of C4 resembles the emotional situation that you tuck inside. 
The funny part is C4 explodes, right? And so does the tiny capsule of whatever it is that you're shoving down in there. That eventually will explode. But if you deal with those things individually, if you take the time, the effort to deal with those things on an individual basis, things won't be so bad. So whatever your baseline is, whatever it is that got you feeling the type of way that you're feeling today, take that little brick of C4, talk about it, reflect on it, and then go detonate that son of a outside. And that's it. And then you free up that space inside of you to deal with the next thing that's going to come because eventually that next thing will come and there's no telling what size of uh, C4 it's going to be. You know what I'm saying? It could be multiple stacks. It could be bundles. It all depends on the situation because every day is just an unknown territory for everybody. Nobody wakes up and says, hey, I'm going to have this specific kind of day. That's just, that's just never going to fucking happen. Never in a million years. Things happen at random. And we have to be ready to kind of semper gumby, be flexible enough to work around those things. If you're living your life thinking that everything's going to be organized all the time, you know, and that you're in total control of your fucking days to come, then I'm sorry to burst that bubble, but that's just not realistic at all. Shit happens. I'm sure you've heard that a million times. Shit happens. You know, what are you going to do? Yeah, what are you going to do? That's a good fucking question to ask yourself. Because you do have options. And a lot of us, sometimes we, we kind of forget that we have options. We kind of forget to afford ourselves those opportunities to, you know, kind of organize those, those things in our head, you know? We have the capacity to, to kind of organize those things and figure out, hey, I have options here, you know? Am I, am I going to completely lose my fucking wig here on this person that I fucking can't stand? Or am I going to kind of be a professional, kind of be an adult about it and say, hey, let's have a real conversation. This is what really pissed me off. And then, and then you can go about your day in a better way, feel a little bit lighter because you had that conversation with that individual and it turns out that individual just had a misconception about you. Whatever the case is, you guys squashed the beat. I'm just saying. Right? That's just a quick example. May not pertain to you, but I'm just saying. Like that's just a small example. You have to realize that there's different, you know, avenues of approach when dealing with these things, but you cannot, you just can't afford to uh, stack those bricks. You just can't. It's, it is not healthy. If, and if you have nobody to talk to, I mean, you just got to figure that out because um, I think I said this in my last episode. I'm not sure because everything's kind of blending in together now. But one of the most important things that you can have in your life, especially if you're dealing with this, the situation that we talk about here all the time, is um, a support system, a good, strong support system. If you're constantly around people that just don't, they don't give a fuck. 
They don't care enough to kind of guide you in the right direction. They don't care enough to kind of help you find resources or they don't just, they're just never there. You know what I mean? They're just kind of like renting that space inside of your head. You know what I mean? There's no real value in your relationship between you and that other person or multiple people or whatever the case is. Sometimes it can be family too, which is even more fucking sad, but you need a support system at the end of the day, a good, strong support system, because it's just like a house, right? If the foundation of the house is weak, is fucked up, is corroding, then what good is the fucking house? It might look good on the outside, but if you don't know what you're looking for, and if you, if you're, if the house that you're trying to buy has fucked up bones, you know the framework and everything else is just corroding, then you're just buying a fucking lemon. And in a couple of years, that fucking house is going to fall apart, even though it looks nice on the outside. You know, because in theory, you know, hey, I have a house. Look at me. But then you're spending so much money on trying to freaking, and sometimes you just can't keep up with it because financially you just can't. And it's, and it's the same in life when we're having conversations about what we're talking about every, every, every week here or almost every week. It's the same it's the same conversation without a support system without a strong support system you will fail you will fail and it's up to you and only you to be strong enough mentally to get over that thing you know they say when you're going through hell just keep going you know eventually you're going to pass that some bitch and you'll get to where you're going but their situation is that you have a support system, then you need to make sure that your support system is actually supporting you. As stupid as that sounds, it is crucial for you to ensure that the people around you in your small circle are actually supporting you and not just using you for financial reasons or whatever reasons. There's like a million reasons why people would, you know, use you, you know, depending on your situation. Just make sure you're not being used and played. Make sure that the circle that you have is of value to you. And it's a two-way street, never a one-way. You know? What you put in, you should be receiving. If you're not, then there's something wrong there. You know what I mean? Like me, thankfully, I have a very supportive uh, family. I have a very supportive wife, I should say. Not my entire family. My entire fam- family does not support me. I'll say that a million times. I don't care who gets offended by that, but I know who my supporters are. You know what I mean? And I keep that small circle, and I and I cherish those those individuals in my life. In my life. And uh, at no point in time will I ever take that for granted. You know what I'm saying? And I and I just realized recently how important it was for me to have my support system. Uh, just last week, you know, I, when I when I had my reflection, my moment of reflection, and I looked back into a couple of situations that happened to me, and I realized, I'm like, man, you know, my wife supported me like crazy, and I didn't see it. I was blinded by it. You know, that's another thing. We can't be blinded by the people that are constantly, like, always there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm always there for my brother. I'm always there for my sister. I'm always there for, like, you know, my immediate family members, and I'm, you know, usually almost there for everyone else, but... You know, mainly I focus on my circle, just like everybody should. You know, that's the most important thing, that you worry about your circle. And you're, and you're constantly there for everybody in your circle, you know? So 
I digress. I don't want to get, get off the beaten path here, but support system is very crucial. Make sure you have one. Count your blessings, too. Count, make sure you count those blessings. Man, when you wake up in the morning and you, and, and, and you just wake up, man, it's just, you know, hey, that's a blessing. Whether you're doing your spiritual stuff, you're practicing Reiki or whatever it is that you're doing out there, whatever works for you, religion, God, all that, great. Just make sure that you're counting your blessings every single day. Try not to focus on the negatives too much because if you think about the negatives, like I told somebody just today, just as a quick example, some private, he was telling me that he got into a bad accident, right? Uh, his whole side door got messed up. He has to pay $500, and during the time, the guy had told him, oh, yeah, don't worry, I'll, you know, don't call the cops, you know, I'll, I'll figure this out, take my number, whatever. It played him completely, but he's a private, so he didn't know anybody. He just said, okay, I, I have faith in humanity, so I'll let this go, whatever case was. So turned out he couldn't co- contact that person. Now he has no police records that he ever got into the accident, so now he has to pay $500, uh, $500 deductible to get this fucking car fixed, the whole night. So I tell him, he's sitting down with his head down, he's depressed. I noticed it, so I kind of just made a fucking beeline straight to him. I was like, whoa, whoa, what's going on there, Pride? And he was telling me a story, and I said, wait a minute, but why are you so sad right now? Is it the $500? He's just like, no, I'm just like the whole thing. And I said, wait, time out. I'm like, throughout your whole entire story, you told me nothing but negatives. And while you were telling me your story, I counted at least three positives. And he was just like, what, what positive is there? I said, well, for one, you're not injured. You're not in the hospital right now. You look pretty fucking healthy. And he was like, well, I do feel good. I didn't, I didn't hurt myself, sir. And I was just like, well, well, fucking A. I'm like, that's a great positive. I was like, that's probably the best positive all day. The second positive is that you learned a fucking lesson. Never to trust any fucking body, especially a stranger, a complete stranger. I told him sometimes, you know, the, the most fucked up shit happens to you, and it's just God's way of kind of, uh, teaching you a fucking lesson, you know what I'm saying? And it's a, it's a fucked up way to learn a lesson, but it actually is probably the best way to learn a lesson, you know, in action. <laughs> so now you know you're never to trust anybody, you know, and take two steps back during a situation because with all the adrenaline going through your body, you don't make the right decisions sometimes like off bat. Like the knee-jerk reactions aren't the best during those times, especially if you're young and you, you have no kind of experience in these things. So you kind of have to take a couple of steps back to analyze the situation and then uh, make your decision based off of everything that's it, that you're kind of like organizing in your head. So I told him that. I said, boom, that's another positive, that you learned a fucking lesson. The other positive is that you had insurance. Okay, a little bit of a negative is $500. But another positive is that you have a job. And another positive is that it's only 500 I know people that have insurance that their deductibles are fucking $1,000. That's a positive right there. You know, you're employed. You can afford it because I know what you make. You know, it's just a bump in the road, man. But count all these positives before you start counting negatives. I told him, once I told him all this stuff, and I, and I hit him with more positives on top of that, and he was just like, wow, you know, I didn't even think about it like that. So aren't like I... Thank you. So he started lifting up his head, and for the rest of the day, he was kind of like a little more positive. And I was just like, "There you go. Like things are right with this world." 
You know what I mean? So it's it's very crucial that you guys focus on those positives before you think about the negatives too much because those negatives will ruin the rest of your fucking day. It's just inevitable. It's going to happen. Um, you know, just, just be in a positive mind frame from when you wake up in the morning to, like, when you're leaving work. Like, for me, but another example, something that I started doing not too long ago, a couple of weeks ago, I'll say, is that um, I, go to, I go to work in civilian clothes. I leave my uniform inside my locker at my job. Why do I do that? That's a good question. The reason why I do that is because I like to feel that I'm leaving work at work. And when I'm on my way home, I don't want to feel like I'm taking any part of my work home. It's not for any other reason but that. And let me tell you, ever since I started doing that, I've been feeling so much better. Things at home have been feeling so much better. My relationship, so much better. With my wife, with my kids, like everything. I'm not saying it's a complete game changer, but it is making me feel a lot better. And that's one of the things that we have to chase. Those feelings of of feeling better, doing better. Change your diet. Change the way that you do things. Look at things in in a new scope. Have your support system. These are all things that are going to better you in the very near future. If you start implementing this right fucking now, you are going to feel instantly better. I promise you. So, do all these things. I hope you took some notes today. I'm kind of excited because my next uh, therapy session, I'm going to, I'm just excited to see what the hell I say now, because it's just like, obviously I got a lot to say, but I don't really say it in the podcast because I don't really know how to like, you know, because nobody's engaging with me. That's kind of weird. That's where I wanted to have these interviews because that way I can, it's a two-way thing. And then, you know, but COVID-19 and, and fuck my life happened. So um, hopefully in the very near future we can get that ball rolling once again or try to anyway. So far I only have my wife here and it's kind of, I know it's kind of cheesy, but you know, obviously it was a good episode and, and there was a lot of information for you guys to take in. Um, so it wasn't, it wasn't a waste of time at all, but I would like to have more people here, um, to interview and to have a conversation with that way it's more beneficial for you guys to have multiple sources of information and, and it's just so much better that way. So in the near future, I promise you it'll get better. Um, for right now you have to listen to my fucking boring ass. I know, I know it's horrible, but anyways, I hope you guys are having a freaking blessed week and I will talk to you next week. Um, yeah, just keep on rocking.